with the negative Nancy's. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancy's. My name is Roy Walker, and I'm joined at the adult table today with my fellow Nancys, Primo Thomas, Matt DeVita, and guest Nancy, Michael Wachowiak. With us, as always, is Junior Nancy, and the genie who appears when you rub a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew, Tyler Cleary. <laughs> today, we will be discussing Tiger King as we record from five separate locations Jesus. with fine adult beverages. With that, we finally answer the question that's on all of your minds. Does Howard Baskin keep his socks on during intercourse? The answer, why not? He's getting pegged either way. <laughs> All right, today we're joined with a wonderful actor, director, and beautiful friend, Michael Wachowiak. But before we get into that, let's examine our drinks, leading off with our guest. Wahoo, yo, what are you drinking? Yo, you broke Michael. You, you broke Michael. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am <laughs> drinking um, because I am a raging homosexual out of my season 23 view mug. Um, <laughs> I, am, I am drinking uh, crown apple and ginger ale. Beautiful. Primo, what oh are you drinking? God. Um I am drinking an old fashioned IBC root beer, chasing that with a Guinness. Um mm. <laughs> uh, Matthew? Because I am also getting pegged anyway. I am having <laughs> We been new. We been new. Um and I'm uh, having my uh, single pour of Tolomore Dew because I'm nursing that bottle like it's my baby. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Um <laughs> Tyler. Wait, can uh, that be on a shirt now, too? I think Tyler's the only one who's going to be drinking something that Joe Exotic would drink. Tyler, I'm actually uh, drinking a cup of Joe with amaretto in it because I'm Ooh. basic and I don't like change. <laughs> Just Tyler, you'll be very excited. Starbucks is now serving again. Ooh. Oh, shit. Caramel macchiatos for days. I made a mojito. Ooh, and still that's classy. Goddamn, I want a mojito so bad. Uh, Michael, would you tell our listeners who you are, what you do, what you like to do, who you like to do, where you like to do it? Oh well, <laughs> um, and how you like to do it? <laughs> oh well, seems like pegging is um, of the moment. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> my name is Michael Wakowiak. Um, I am a local actor and director here in uh, the Buffalo, Western New York region. Um, Right recently, I've been watching a lot of TV. Um, I hate myself, so I've been rewatching Glee. Uh, and I have oh, to say, no, some of the shit they got away with saying on that show, wild. So yes. that's that. It's that's been most of my time um, recently. But it's great to chat with all all of you fine gentlemen. In addition to Michael's view mug, he's also wearing a beautiful. Is that would that be considered a? Um, what, what would that be considered? Cowl neck. This would be considered a uh, woman's turtleneck from Old Navy. <laughs> and ah. it's yellow and it's beautiful and I love it. How did your 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 better half describe it? Uh, he said, uh, my boyfriend Matt said it looked like um, minions but make it fashion. <laughs> ah, perfect. <laughs> it's like a nice kernel mustard color. So I guess if you haven't seen Tiger King, get off your ass. Or get on your ass and on the couch. And- Fucking watch it. Um, so essentially, the show is a gay Joe Dirt high on meth who feeds Tiger's old Walmart meat, and it goes crazy from there. There's a lady who definitely killed her ex-husband, but there's no proof, but she owns Tiger's, so go figure. Um, there's a guy who uh, is a, a doctor, technically, or is that just his name? I'm not sure. He is not oh, a doctor. 
Not a doctor. He runs another <laughs> tiger sanctuary, if you will. He, no, 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 no. He runs a cult, sir. They all run a cult. A, a tiger sex cult, though. He's like a Dr. Phil doctor. He, he He's not right. an actual doctor. He just has a doctorate. But he's been on like Letterman and like um like a bunch of like late night shows and he brings on animals and stuff. Um and essentially the main character is a Lisa Frank notebook if they became a person. <laughs> um so <laughs> uh, I will not take this slander on Lisa Frank's name. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> right. Right. So did you see that Lisa Frank made a Joe Exotic notebook? Yes. She knows how she has to get her coin. Right. <laughs> Starting mm-hmm. today, like when we sat down to start recording today, I just Googled Tiger King. And I'm just going to lead off with some of the headlines that popped up. <laughs> Great. The two best ones were obviously Nicolas Cage has been cast in the uh, one of three versions of Tiger King um, TV show that is being made as Joe Exotic. Wait, one of three? Um, yes, there is another one being made with Kate yes. McKinnon as yes. Carol Baskin, and then there's another one being produced <laughs> by Ryan Murphy and Rob Lowe. Man, they're really trying to milk this. Yeah, like, I, Wait, yeah, why, why wouldn't you? you do oh, I, I don't see, I, I'm not blaming them. I would, too. I, I just didn't know they were making three different shows. It's absolute comedic gold. It's the best original content of COVID-19. Well, and the <laughs> irony is not a one of them can get, can get started, so they're really just announcing them and then doing nothing. Right. Right. The the second headline was from National Geographic. It says Tiger King Zoo reopens to big crowds threatening big cats with coronavirus. This was from yesterday. That was beautiful. (laughs) Oh, Christ. In Oklahoma, they don't value anything. Mm. (laughs) I just, I'm curious just to get a gauge everyone's like feeling towards it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Um, I just actually want to jump in with a quick fact from earlier about Doc Antle's Doc origin. So <laughs> he went to China and got a doctorate in Chinese mystical science medicine or got a doctorate in Chinese medicine and then specialized in mystical science. Same. So, um, so he's a doctor. he has a doctorate from China. Oh, so like a. So, uh, so he's a mystical doctor. He's a mystical science doctor cultist. Anyway, hmm. yeah, so they're all cultists, cool. man. So is Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, General Feels. Yeah, General, General Feels. Well, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did anyone see the, um, uh, was it Joel, what's his name, Joel Kale? Yeah, the reunion. Yeah, the reunion. Joe McHale. I don't know. If that, yeah. Joe McHale. Yes. So, did anybody watch that? Uh, I watched yeah. that today to like did refresh you? myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna get to the celebrity cast, but my favorite is the um the guy with no legs who says he wants to be played by Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect well, cast. Well, McConaughey. well, and he does kind of he does kind of look like him when he did Dallas Buyers Club because like, he was he was very skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Because when he yes. when he when he said that I was like oh that's like kind of correct <laughs> I um I'll I'll jump in with 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 my thoughts on it because I think it's it's interesting I kind of I I started watching it kind of I think at that at the correct time because it was a thing already but it also wasn't you know like people who waited until like last week probably think it's like dumb like completely and yeah. don't want to watch it and I kind of fall in the middle I think it is. I think it's not necessarily a great documentary, but they are fascinating subjects. 
so so you keep watching like it's not the most riveting um documentary work i've ever seen but mainly just because they just kind of put the camera down and like let these people run around which narratively then gets a little weird but it's you're sucked in by the absurdity of the whole situation um and especially because as we'll get Mm -hmm. into like he isn't a good person like even if you might disagree about if he paid that money off like mm-hmm. he also did some horrible things so it's just interesting how like uh, the society's reaction to him because he is oh. funny but he's also like kind of horrible totally i wonder if that's like the uh, talking about like how as a documentary narratively it's like bizarre i wonder if they were also shocked by what they ended up getting on film and we're just like how do we not show this shit right. <laughs> how did they edit it down that's my i want to know like all the footage that they tossed there's probably so much more that they left out like we probably yeah. don't even know like the whole part of it well and, and and it's probably like the making the murder uh making a murderer situation where they started filming that and they didn't know what the ending was they were just going so it's 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 yeah. almost like you you they were figuring out what the plot of this tiger king thing was as they went along they had no idea what mm-hmm. it was going to be they probably heard like this is a crazy fucking place. We got to go check this shit out. Um, and also like we should totally be protecting big cats. This sounds like wrong. Let's go see how wrong it actually is. Yeah, and that's yeah. just like the thesis. And then you're like proven. Wow, this is shit. It kind of reminded me if any of you listened to S Town. It was a podcast um, through I believe this American Life and NPR. And it's cool. It reminded me of of that because it starts off the guy goes down to this town to investigate like some dumb thing like he this guy is like you have to you have to come check this out and that's what you think the show's going to be about and then that guy dies and it turns into this whole other thing and that's kind of how i felt about the first episode of this i was like what is this and then once you once they introduced the carol baskin aspect i was like wait this is something completely different that i was not expecting god damn carol baskin that damn Carol Baskin. <laughs> that bitch Carol Baskin. Michael, when did you start watching it then? Did you watch it like a little bit later than uh, most? Not like, not like late. I want to say, I don't even know when it came out. Probably like a week after it it, it, it came out. I had like just like when the memes. Okay. Yeah, just when the memes were starting to hit where, you know, when you when you can always tell like, oh, I need to watch something because I don't understand what the memes are on Twitter. That's mm-hmm. kind of, that's kind of where that's when you it hit. In. And then I watched it, it in like, in like two days. Yeah, no, um. Karen and I were on the same boat where I think quarantine had just started and we were Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, we're still like in a weird place where we're not like totally settled into this lifestyle and we just need somebody to like grab all of our attention away. And we're like, what the fuck is this? Click. It was like that same way with, um, don't fuck with cats. Have you guys watched that? Yeah. Um, Luca Magnata. That other docuseries. What is it? That piece of shit, Luca Magnata. Yes. Luca Magnata. Yeah. Um, the fucking where they watched like a murder unravel because someone was killing cats on the internet. But like we were trying to find something that was like as wild as humanly possible so that we were just like sedated by some entertainment for a little while. Um, so I watched it like before the memes even started. And I was like, everyone needs to fucking see this like now. Um, and then they did. And then we did. <laughs> so that's probably like, where I fell on it. But how about you, Primo? Again, same thing. Kirsten, I think, watched it around the same time as you, um, right, right around the 20th of March, mm-hmm. um, with 34 million other fucking people. Um, <laughs> it, it was just the kind of thing where I couldn't stop watching, like, those disasters that are so terrible, you just can't help but keep watching it. Like, it was just, yeah. Like, just like, yeah, absolutely, next episode. 
or like crazy porn you're not into, but for some reason you have for some to. Some reason, see right? You're not going to have to finish you're, it. You're not going to click out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, the, I have to know what this cake fart thing is. The, the craziest. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate you. The craziest thing. To you me showed that me that. Came, I, I sure did. The craziest uh, thing that came from it to me was the reunion when you know once Joe realized how famous he was in prison. You know, he had found his way to get access to a computer. It was like talking to his fans and they're like paying for him to appeal his case and shit like that. It's like, oh, God, you know, bottom like it's, it, horrible, horrible things happen. But the guy still got exactly what he wanted out of it. And what a great distraction behind the way our country's being run right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, a guy God. that mutilates. Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> well, also yeah. on that on that topic about our country, it is upsetting that like seventeen percent of Oklahoma voted for this man. That is yes, seventeen percent. Yeah. And in watching it, there was there was like it reminded me uh, not to get too crazy here, but it reminded me of Trump, where you're like this person doesn't know anything, but just expresses like general disgust, and then some people are like, "That's my guy," and it's like, mm, maybe not. Right, right, right. Well, he got even a higher percentage when he ran for governor, right? Didn't he run for governor and president? The president one was kind of a dub, but the governor one, he like made it to the actual like day when they were oh, okay, when, yeah. right, right. when they were voting. Well, I was going to say, because like the thing that's really impressive just at all is that it was a grassroots fucking movement and he pulled 17% of the votes in a fucking state. Well, also funded by Jeff Lowe. Well, <laughs> also, did I? Freaks out at him. <laughs> and you guys can confirm if I missed this when I watched it the first time and maybe I just forgot because like I said, I was... I watched kind of like the the Zoom, like, where are they now episode today? And the campaign manager, did we know he was gay? No, I, I don't no. think so, in the show. So he said he was gay in that, but I was like, well, suddenly this makes sense because he is like some libertarian guy. And so I was like, well, now I guess I see why he went to him because he was also presenting pr- pr- presenting himself as like a gay libertarian i was like now i see why that guy was so was so invested because he felt like i was also wondering why he was so invested in it because like yeah in the actual documentary you're like why did you bother and and he 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 didn't even say he didn't like say like i'm gay but he was talking about joe being gay and he was like you know like like us gay guys are like few and far between in oklahoma and i was like oh a homo. Oh. The plot thickens. He's also the smartest person at that particular well, Walmart. Dude, well, when he <laughs> when he came onto the show, I was like, "Well, this kid seems pretty intelligent, right? He seems to have mm-hmm. his shit together." And then when all the shit went down, I'm like, "Oh, sweetie, you're never gonna work again." No, like, no. Just, no one is ever gonna hire you. Yeah, yeah, he's a libertarian. He might get. Work. I don't know if he should. Right. <laughs> Well, it, it, I actually kind of feel for him more than I think I feel for anybody because in the in the reunion episode, he talked about all the therapy he's going to because he watched a dude well, kill he himself. Watched, he watched right. that. Mm. That to me is the most gag worthy part. Matt, um, Matt Matt wasn't really watching it, but he came he came home and I had taken a screenshot of um, of that part. I was like, look at this man's face as he has to watch someone get shot. Yes, the range of emotions he goes through. Hey there, Nancys. In lieu of promoting paid sponsors for our debut podcast, we've decided to donate our message breaks to support the local Buffalo theater community. Roy, Matt, and myself will choose a company each week that has really been affected heavily by the COVID-19 pandemic that we truly, truly love. I would like to shout out the wonderful ladies of Second Generation Theater Company. Thanks to Kelly, Kristen, and Aaron, I was able to live out a dream last spring and set design Angels in America for them, and I cannot thank them enough for their kindness. 
Second Gen has had to cancel their production of Three Tall Women this spring, a travesty to hit many local Buffalo theaters. Second Generation was founded in 2013 by Kelly Copps, Kristen Bentley, and Aaron Lee Dandies. SGT creates quality theatrical experiences that appeal to an emerging generation of theatergoers. By building on Buffalo's strong theatrical roots, they strive to continue the area's tradition of great theater for generations to come. SGT seeks to create powerful theatrical experiences that seek to unite a community of diverse backgrounds and to continually cultivate appreciation and understanding in audiences of all generations through education and engagement. And I am beyond proud to know and work with these amazing women. If you would like to send love and support to Second Generation Theater of Buffalo, New York, online donations can be found and sent at www.secondgenerationtheater.com donate. And to those of you who do help, your assistance and love is most appreciated. And now, back to the pod. And we're back. So, as Primo mentioned earlier, that there are three different versions that are going to um, make it to the big screen or the, the TV screen, whatever size screen. And we decided that we were going to do our own celebrity cast of the show. Primo and I made a list together, so Primo has it written down because I was doing other things. And I, I asked Michael and Matt to also prepare um, some ideas that they thought. Um, we can touch back on it later, too, if something sparks your For sure. You know, um, interest. Should we start with least important and work our way to the grand finale of who should play Joe and Carol? Absolutely. Should... Okay. All right. So yeah, I guess we'll start from the bottom. Uh, again, now I, here. I said, um, so Lauren Lowe, the 12 year old wife of horrible human being, yes. Jeff Lowe, I, I wrote down, <laughs> I wrote down Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, fucking awesome. Dude, Billy Ray could be in this too. He somewhere. sure could. He could be Jeff Lowe, which would be equally hilarious. Just get the whole fucking family, man. Michael, do you have thoughts? I abstain from the child bride. <laughs> she's not actually 12. Uh, but she's definitely pregnant, and they definitely have a hot living nanny that he sleeps with, apparently. Mila Kunis, maybe? Mila Kunis would be good. Um, Then I we said for Dylan, for Joe's current boyfriend while he's in prison i wrote down timothy timothy chalamet oh, didn't boy. we have justin long in that role uh yeah no i or totally was... switched it out because timothy chalamet is way better oh thank you right, well, thank you that was my, just, yeah, it was it was you. that was matt i have star of everything on netflix um noah centineo i, I think that's how you say his name because he gives like hot stupid energy and i feel like that's what you need <laughs> mm, absolutely hot stupid energy like completely oh, band clueless name. tyler it's your new band <laughs> yeah and like i would never believe well i guess timothy chalamet did that beautiful boy movie where he was hooked on drugs so maybe he is ready for it was it was it um was he in Lady Bird? is that the one who played like the yeah the, like, he plays like the, the love interest yeah. yeah see that's like kind of like vibe i'm going for like just kind of like the fuck off mm-hmm. but right maybe okay. it's a little too mysterious for dylan Wait, one of the um, j- just because it's got it, it's been brought up in L- Lady Bird's like one of my favorite movies. The best thing is when <laughs> is when is when Sir Ronan is on top of him having sex for the first time. It lasts like four seconds, and then she looks at him and goes, "Who is on top their first time?" Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, so everybody's favorite jet ski rider, J- uh, James Garretson. Mm-hmm. I wrote down Eric Stone Street. He's the one who who like <laughs> ends up like like turning them all in, right? Right. He's the, he's the inform okay. the FBI informant. I'm a so, fan of Jack Black in this role. Also good. 
I went with um if any of you have seen um I Tanya, I went with Paul Walter Hauser, who is the guy in I Tanya. He's like the stupid, slightly larger guy who like sure. helps them make the crime. He also was in that Richard Jewell movie. Um, but if you look him up, like he has the right energy for that, where like he looks like he's dumb, but he's not actually dumb. Also, Bobby Moynihan fits that pretty well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby Moynihan does fit it. Um, so for deceased lover Travis Maldonado, I wrote down Zach Efron. <laughs> With a wig or something. That's awesome. Zach Efron. Um, oh, man. I'm a little stumped on this one because it needs to be someone who's like seen but not heard. Well, I went with Shia LaBeouf because if you've seen him recently, I put oh Shia LaBeouf God. into a different role. So I'm, I'm curious oh, to see we'll, your. We'll to oh, yeah. you know, no, actually, yeah, I'm going to yeah. say that because I think I think we both know who Shia I think LaBeouf we is do. going to be. I yeah. Think, yeah. So gay campaign manager Josh Dial could be no one other than Josh Gad. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Yeah, that's. That's correct. I don't have any. I don't. I don't have any follow up for it. The only. The only follow up is who's the guy? Who's like the other Josh Gad? He's the guy in the Fantastic Beast movies. Also him. Oh yeah, fucking. Oh I don't know what his God. name is, but he's he's just like other Josh Gad. Look that up, Tyler. He won. He won a Tony for Spelling Bee. He plays Jacob in Fantastic Beasts. That actor. Um. Well, he does that. Um. The first husband, John Finley, is Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> The first husband? Yeah, I think. The yeah, f- totally. Yeah, yeah, I think first husband, oh, bad yes. teeth. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. He's the one who um, does it. Although he has teeth now in the special. He's he got does. a full. He's got dentures. A full set. He's got a new lease on life now. He got his tattoo covered up. Dan Folger? Uh, Dan Fogler. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, Dan Fogler. They touch on the tattoo in the, the talkback episode, which we're theater people, so I feel like it's appropriate to call it a talkback episode. But he they he got it like fully covered eventually. Right, and he's like, I don't know why they chose to show that just to make me look like more of an asshole. I was like, yeah, dude, it's good TV. Well, because you got it in the first place, right? Um, yeah. And then so everyone's favorite meth, um, tiger hand, long haired Eric Cowrie, the gentleman who wore the sunglasses with the long hair. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, he's Bill. Dope, man. Bill Hader. Bill fucking Hader. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. I support uh, that. Yes. The next one I, I cannot that. take credit. The next one is a hundred percent Roy. Um Howard Baskin is John Lithgow. Fuck yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. a suggestion here that's like adjacent. Okay. I said yeah. David Hyde Pierce. Ah. <laughs> I think whoever's not cast. Oh, that's a good one too. He's got big Niles energy. Big Niles, he sure does. And then whoever I think John Lithgow could also play Carol Baskin's first husband. <laughs> Who you never see. But he just yeah. plays all three. Like never see him. Right. Why never not? See him, just see him in photos. <laughs> um That'd be uh, hilarious. Yeah. Jeff Lowe, I had a couple that I was torn on. Um uh, either Tim McGraw or Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who is which? Which for what? Which role? For Jeff Lowe, I Jeff think Bruce Lowe? Willis oh, yeah. is the choice. But... I have kind of yeah. an. Well, now I have I have two. One is standard, and one's a little out of the box. The standard one is uh, Dennis Quaid, also oh, correct. Okay. And yeah. the kind of out of the box one I'm going to go with is Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait time out 
You said Adam yeah. Driver. Now I think Adam Driver would make a great Travis Maldonado. <laughs> I think you're right. Oh, true. Yeah. He do- I he think does, you're right. He um, does have like the like length, like the lanky build for I, it. I gotta put going, it in. Um, going back to Bruce Willis as um, as Jeff Lowe, Jeff Lowe. How great would it be to see Bruce Willis dressed up like uh, like a ninth, like 2009? I'm auditioning for Drums of Avenged Sevenfold. Look, like you've <laughs> like, never seen him in like that ever. Yeah, like come on, dude. <laughs> Wait, Bruce Willis. Hold yeah, on. it'd be so with like yeah, yeah. Do you, yeah, know who, do you know who who else could do it and is already insane? Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Make Tom Cruise Jeff Lowe 2021. Tropic Thunder. Tom Man. Cruise does those good, like, hidden characters, like exactly. fucking Tropic Thunder. I'll, I'll yeah, put it down. I'm going like to. I'll superimpose his face upon this image during Please. this episode. That'll be the episode image. Um, <laughs> so this one's already obvious. It's John uh, No Legs John Renke, um, which is the one and only Matthew McConaughey. Gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta be. Has to be. Correct. Uh, <laughs> again, the next one I cannot take credit for, and this is all Roy. Um, one-armed Saf um, yes. is Aquafina. Yes. <laughs> or Ken <Yes>. Jong. <laughs> but I also I do have to go with. Their own personal suggestion from the reunion is the guy who plays Johnny Tsunami because he looks like that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not bad. That's not a bad, not a bad choice. Um, uh, this one is my favorite so far. Uh, the casting for Rick Kirkham can only be Billy Bob Thornton. Correct. Yeah, it can only be Billy yep. Bob Thornton. And now to the top three. My choice for Doc Antle um, is Will Ferrell. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so so that awesome. is that is a very good one. I am going to counter with David Harbour from Stranger Things. Make him super like daddy sexy like that. Yes, like where like because I do feel like while Will Ferrell is nice, there does need to be this like confusing raw sexual energy. Um that and I, I think that David, David at least at least for me, David Harbour has I mean, that. Yeah, if you look at if you look at Hopper from Stranger Things, hello. Like that's... have you guys exactly. ever seen the other guys where all all women are like really into Will Ferrell and he's just like, No, they're not. Right. <laughs> like, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Can't um, say I have. All right. Okay. Um and then the last two. Gata. I want to know Michael's suggestions first for Carol Baskin. Um, and then I'll pitch ours. Okay. So my suggestion is like a little bit um like a little bit off the path just because it's not someone that like the masses know, but my pick is Rachel Bay Jones who won the Tony for the being the mom in Dear Evan Hansen. Um <laughs> okay. oh, wow, she looks I, just I mean, like her. I, I yeah, I I know that this like won't help our reader or our listeners, but I will show you all a photo of her and you will understand that like this is the correct answer. She has like the same face. Hold on. Here she is. <laughs> Put a fat suit on God her and she can do damn. it. Yeah. Put a like, flower crown. Like she like and she has like the cheeks and everything. So like that's gonna be my like my like under the radar selection. Also the mom from Home Alone wouldn't be terrible. Oh my Catherine god. Catherine O'Hara? <laughs> She'd be actually brilliant. Oh yeah, Catherine O'Hara yeah. is yeah, would be would be yeah, because yeah. that actually is Moira Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, do you have an idea of who you would like to play? Honestly, not really. Like my my vibe would be like someone who has the weird uh character acting of like Kate McKinnon, but like which is being someone done. who looks which is <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? Which is yeah, that's being done. She's doing Kate that. Oh, yeah, it. she is going to be doing <laughs> yeah. it. Maybe like unpopular opinion. Does anyone think that like 
sometimes when things are too on the nose, like at least I haven't been watching all of SNL, but um, I think her name is Chloe Fine. She's been yes. doing yeah, Carol on the show, and it's infinitely funnier. And I'm Kate McGinn's a, a genius. I'm sure it'll be great. I just to me, it's not like the most inspiring choice. Well, that's right. why I kind of like our two, our choice for Carol and our choice for Brad. We went for Carol Baskin. We went with Kathy Bates. Fuck yeah. She's a little old, but. Yeah, no. Uh-huh. Uh, I see it. And then, okay, Michael, who is your, your pick for the one and only Joe? Well, Joe one of them has already been announced, and the other one is just who I think it should be. I The one that's been announced already, I think Rob Lowe has, like, the right crazy energy for right. it. If, I if, agree. If, 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 if any of you watched... um. If any of you watched behind behind the candelabra, it's the yes, Liberace. The doctor. He plays he plays this like whacked out doctor. Um, and then the other one I went with is Brad Pitt because yes, kind, he looks like the hot <laughs> he looks like the hot version of him. Yes, that's exactly who I chose. I chose Brad Pitt yeah. too. I thought that was perfect. Who was that the choice for? I thought we had we, another one. No, we too. didn't. We didn't put one down. Nicholas Cage. For Joe Exotic. Oh well, we said Nicholas Cage, but that was who. That's actually who was playing him. So, and I oh. think um. I think that's a good choice. David Spade might work too. I said that, and Primo didn't like it because he's a David Spade. But I hater. think David. No, I think David Spade's too on the David nose. Spader. It would just be Joe Dirt, but but gay with meth and Walmart meat. It is. <laughs> it, it is hard because you, you either have to, and this is where um it's going to turn homosexual for a moment. You kind of have like you kind of have like two lanes you have to go down. Like you either need to do like the Charlize Theron and bombshell where she just straight up looked like Megan Kelly. And there was like no questioning or you do like Renee Zellweger and Judy were like, we knew it wasn't her, but like, we just went along for the ride. Like you have to kind of choose a lane if you're doing full impersonation or like a suggested, uh, right. Like right. mood of the, or, or of, like kid rock, but he's a terrible actor. Oh, and, and also, also a horrible. He's person. just a horrible person. Right. Yeah. But so is Joe exotic. He fits the bill. <laughs> True, but like, um, do we do we need to give you Kid won't Rock put another, it? You won't get any moment. of those actors Absolutely we not. mentioned on on set with fucking. <laughs> also, you can insub out any of those actors with Bill Hader. He can do anything. Um, can. That is true. Yeah. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens! It's time for thirty seconds with Tyler. I just got yeah. a tank top that says that. I fucking hate you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> gentlemen welcome to another segment of 30 seconds with tyler for those of you not in the know this segment's when our very own bengal tiger tyler cleary gets to talk about anything he wants all while racing the clock for judgment tyler how are you feeling today i'm uh feeling pretty good dog how about yourself well, i had a bit of a breakdown yesterday but it's okay we're on day 53 of this madness so you know mm-hmm. we're allowed i always forget the number <laughs> oh I'm, I'm counting now um, all right, Tyler, are you ready to race the clock? Yes, I am, dog. Well, your 30 seconds starts now. So Edward Hudrick was an executive at Whammo until 1975. After his time there, he invented the game of Frisbee golf in 1976. Then, in 2002, Hedrick suffered two strokes while attending the professional Frisbee golf tournament in Miami. He then passed away shortly after the stroke. However, his dying wishes was that his family would cremate him and mold him into multiple frisbees and the discs were then given to his family and friends and now you can also purchase a part of edward in disc four 
All right. Well, what the uh, fuck's wrong with that guy? That was a little macabre. Okay. That's exactly what somebody who would invent that game would do. Right. Uh, <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it is customary that we allow our guests to judge 30 seconds with Tyler first. So on a scale from 0 to 10, 10 being the highest score and 0 being the lowest, what would you give him? Before he does that, Michael, you need to know that if Tyler gets less than 21 points, he loses the right to his own name. (laughs) This is a lot of power, but I like it. I mean, I actually think that while that story is insane, it was rather concise. Um, You got it out very nicely. Speaking as someone who has a stutter occasionally, there was it was said beautifully. So I uh, there, there were no speech issues. I loved it. Um, there was nothing about pegging, which was disappointing. Um, so, so read the room. So for that, we are gonna knock down a point. I'm gonna give it an eight. I liked it. An eight. All okay. Right. Thank that's, you. That's good. That's a good score. Um, so you're off to a good start there, Tyler. Primo, what would you give him? Um, I am also gonna follow suit with an eight because again, you didn't stumble over your words. I'm very proud of you. Um, and. Um, the like I said, the topic was pretty macabre, and I dig that. <laughs> and I kind of want one of those frisbees now. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, all right, well, uh, fucked up a little bit, Matthew. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, the speech was there. The topic was there. Um, I was mildly interested, and uh, you know, I appreciate that, man. I'll give you a solid uh, seven. Seven, because I didn't well, like it as you. much as some other ones. But now I need to start basing off of what you're actually telling me if I like it or not. Um, <laughs> Instead of your speech. So every score he's given you is a lie. Well, uh, you're already at a 23, so congratulations. You get to keep your name. Yay. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, Thank you. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an eight too, man. So that gives your that gives you a thirty-one, which is fucking good, man. Good job, yeah, dude. So this Tyler one might make yeah. it on it's to your. It's not good enough for another set of ticket for Buffalo Sabers game, but it is good enough to keep your name. This segment on keeping your name has been brought to you by Arthur Miller's The Crucible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tyler, uh, also Matt is still the uh, dick in that situation because I gave you. Oh one. yes, no, I. I uh, <laughs> Willingly accept the dick. Um, so, Tyler, could you actually do us a favor? So does Howard Baskin. He wanted, <laughs> so to hear about, Baskin. he wanted to hear about pegging and there was nothing. So minus, minus three s- points. Seriously, so disappointing. But actually, Tyler, could you look up how much one of those Frisbees are? Yeah. Word. What's he looking up? <laughs> He's looking up how much a Frisbee made out of that guy is. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. He's looking up how much the corpse Frisbee is. <laughs> It's something I I feel like we should all go in for like um, like primo for Father's Day or some shit. This is this has got to be the worst <laughs> point in time I could ever do what I'm about to do. My high school Spanish teacher listens to the show, and I wanted to give him a great shout out, Senor Bill Heller. Um, thank you for being such a great great listener to the show. He comments on like every episode. Yes. He messages me. He loves the show. He listens to it on his Google Home before bed. Jesus Christ. And he yeah, and he's like, dude, this is one of the smartest dudes you're ever going to meet. One of the most delightful people to be around. Oh my god, I love it. Tyler, did you did you find it? It turns out finding a price is very difficult. Um however, uh his wife threw one of them on the roof of a frisbee golf museum because he said when you die you don't go to purgatory 
you just land up on the roof. And so she threw his ashes in frisbee form on the fucking roof. What happens when it gets windy? I'd like to fact check her statement, but sure. <laughs> well, Tyler is pr- pretty good about reading things on the internet. Hey guys, uh, this week in lieu of uh, paid promotional ads, Primo, Roy, and myself would like to take the time to shout out some agencies that really need donations right now. Um, one of the biggest agencies that needs a lot of help is the Red Cross. COVID-19 has caused worldwide panic and created a scarcity of resources. We have heard a lot about masks and gloves and toilet paper, but we really haven't heard a lot of people talking about the need of blood. Um, The Red Cross has had to cancel so many blood drives in order to keep their employees and our communities safe. This quote is directly from their website. We are working quickly to identify and replace blood drives canceled due to workplace and school closures. Search for opportunities near you and check back often as we are continuously adding new donation opportunities. If you don't see available appointments near you or in the near future, please search 7 to 15 days out. The need for blood is constant and patients need your help. As you can see, the uh, situation isn't ideal, but if you are asking what you can do for your community right now, please consider donating blood. Go to the redcrossblood.org, uh, follow a few simple steps to find your nearest donation location, and give blood as soon as you can. Thank you for your consideration and helping your community. Now, let's get back to it. Bring Tyler back, and then we'll move on. Nothing, Alexa. Nothing! <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Oh, am I bringing him back? Yes, yes. Oh, oh, hi everyone. We are we are back. Um we're going to go to Tyler first who found a price for the uh, dust to ashes frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> the most recent sale uh was on Amazon and it went for about $600. Ooh, oh, that's all I need. Could use half of your stimulus check. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Primo. You can get one. Sweet. Um yeah, if you could pitch in for Father's Day, um, go fund me. So uh, a question um, that, that I had that I thought it would be interesting for, for us to talk about is something, you know, like you, you, you watch something and then you read all the articles about it. Mm-hmm. It is interesting that the kind of like the embedded sexism that has come out like through a lot of the, the memes, because obviously like Carol's uh, in terms of what she's doing, I don't think what she's doing at her shelter is any different than what Joe's doing. I think that like that's where her issue is but it is interesting that we have basically just decided that this woman is a murderer she probably is but we've just decided that she is but he is all like he is an actual convicted animal murderer right absolutely and the and the hate does go to her and i just find that interesting because and like want to see if we can get touch on that because that seems severely problematic yeah absolutely so now to me well Yeah. yeah so here's here's my question this is not saying what i believe is it just that the meme itself is that bitch Carol Baskin because it's really funny? Or is it like, are people going beyond that and really like being like, well, Carol was in the wrong too. And then like leaning into that. Cause that's something I'm kind of unaware of. It seems like it's just a joke, which is fine because I don't, mm-hmm. I feel like when people walk away from the show, they walk away with like two things. Like that was really funny. He's in jail now. And also that woman probably killed her husband. Like, I feel like that's what you walk away with. That's right? funny. Yeah. It does kind of remind me, and not, once again, this is not a true comparison because um, Carol Baskins does not equate here, but it does remind me of, like, the 2016 election where there's this, like, woman 
who is like saying some stuff and this other guy's just yelling and everyone's mm-hmm. disregarding her. It's very different because Carol's probably a murderer. But it is interesting where <laughs> we have we have a similar <laughs> dynamic of like of like, you know absolutely. Lots of, yeah, it's just kind of weird to think. It's about. like you have you have someone with absolutely like with absolutely no proof with what she may have committed, aka like if you, you can equate that totally with like the Benghazi thing. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And <laughs> then you have fucking Joe Exotic, who is like really much. He's very much paying for his crimes, uh, at least hopefully for a very long time, unless uh-huh. his fans successfully fund his release, um, or unless Trump pardons him. Oh my god! Oh god, don't I'm even. Sure you guys saw that. Don't I mean, even. You know what's interesting is I just went and spent. I just Googled in two separate tabs. I Googled Carol Baskin and I Googled um, Doc Antle. Every article that comes oh, up for yeah. Carol Baskin is killed her husband. Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? How did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Blah, 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 blah. You look up Doc Antle and it's all like, what's he been up to? Right. His park <laughs> exactly. is closed now because of coronavirus. He's a fucking sex criminal. That one goddamn thing about how he has a fucking harem and a cult in this place in what, he South Carolina? children. Yeah. Right. And that, and and that's and that's the thing, and that goes back to I think Roy, what you were saying about how we don't find out until there's that cliffhanger right. because it's almost like it's a documentary, but it's the documentarian's job to also craft a story, and and the type of documentary it is depends on how on how heavy that hand is that's pushing it. Um, but it does seem like if this was a play, they introduce like this villainous character, and they've decided it's Carol, which is fine. That's their version of the story. But there is a whole nother version that we don't see about like the doc who like runs this cult, and like he Who's like the real and, like, him like, and vil- like exactly a real villain. So it, <laughs> they they make a choice to go that way, and I'm not saying they're they're wrong. It's their artist. It's their artistic liberty, right. but um, it is a definite choice that they make to like angle the story. Like, that like way. either but way, they are you- all guilty of something terrible. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think they're all pieces <laughs> yeah. of shit at the end of the day. This is not me defending the documentarian's choice because I also think that there was probably a part of it where Doc Antle stopped letting them in. <laughs> right. Like, stopped, like, was like, you're getting oh, a little I'm too sure. comfy here, and I don't want yeah. you to start exposing all the sh- wrong shit I'm doing. Um, but then they went with the choice to kind of frame Carol Baskin as a murderer, which is interesting. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I totally hope we at some point come to the bottom of that. <laughs> all of it it seems like she as is often the case with these documentaries they don't they don't let you know how they're going to portray you you just agree to sign off or not and i get the sense that she's not happy with the portrayal so i highly doubt i mean she wasn't part of like the reunion i i i highly doubt she's going to be involved in any anymore she might try to get her her own thing made but she's not going to be well they publicly came out and said that they weren't happy with it like at all and they were yeah. very disappointed well sure. i mean i would be too <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no one wants to be like fucking called a murderer by 34 million no. people. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, absolutely not. It's just crazy to me, man. All these things are like Doc Antle slams Netflix. Doc, how much did Doc Antle make off of Netflix? All this stuff, but like his animals are in Britney Spears music videos. Nothing on here. Doc Antle sleeps with gun after death threats. Yeah, you think? Like he's grooming girls. Children stops it, drinking milk after becoming him and Drake. Him and Drake. Doc Antle. Well, just that he's a goddamn predator, and the world doesn't seem to give a fuck about it. Like they don't, in general, care about predators. And there's you know, evidence because oh, he worked with celebrities. He can't be, and he can't be guilty. 
It, like, that's what people do. Like, talk about the sexism against Carol Baskin. There's not a lot of evidence against her, and there's, like, fucking mountains of evidence against no. him about what the fuck he's been doing. Yeah, right. like, it's hearsay versus factual evidence, and, like, people rather just, like, look for that reason to go looking and put the blame on somebody that may or may not have done something because like, they don't want to believe the guy that, like, is, like, oh, so cool and, like, and with celebrities could yeah. possibly groom children and have a sex call. Well, he sold tigers to people like fucking Shaq and shit like that, like celebrities and stuff. So, you know, right. you tie him to this kind of shit. You're, you're not tying people like Shaq to it, but I'm saying, but like they get kind of pulled into that light. You know, could we mention that Shaq is the only one to say his name incorrectly in that documentary? He? He calls him exotic Joe. Does he? <laughs> I noticed it. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else him. did. Go for him. Shaq doesn't have time. No, he sure, didn't have time Shout out to Exotic Joe as he's sitting in front of a basketball court. Uh, <laughs> as he does. Do we have more to talk about? The Doc Antle shit? I will just say that he has never once been faced with a criminal charge, which blows never my mind. Once? Nope. He's just the smartest one in the documentary, and there's nothing he, to say against that. He keeps his workers in tenements and pays them, like, what? Was it a $1.25 a week or some shit like that? It's $100. $100 a week? Yeah, he's also never been charged with a crime because he like he like grooms like young girls and just like traps right. them like it's it's they don't have vehicles disgusting. they can't leave he like kind of like wires their brain to be like I'm not the bad guy everybody else is the bad guy kind of thing well it's like if any of you watch surviving art R. Kelly it's very similar where he he basically like like plays these mind games and gets them to go against their family and like where 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 he's the only person that can offer them anything like a cult. <laughs> well, it is time for Matthew's wholesome moment. Rainbows, cold beer, fireflies, a hard day's work, <laughs> your first kiss, a firm handshake. Fresh flowers. Gasoline. <laughs> Miracles. Monster truck rallies. Butterflies. Matthew's awesome moment. Welcome back to uh, Matthew's awesome moment. <laughs> Can't do it. This week, the uh, question is, when you were a kid, what animal did you most look forward to seeing at the zoo? Oh, I can answer that in one word. Camel. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should also say, and why? <laughs> oh, uh, I like camels. Camels like me. It's a weird, it's a weird relationship, Matthew. Um, yeah, not please, to the do point elaborate. of like uh, being pegged, but it is definitely a weird fucking relationship. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> uh, no, no offense to anyone. Obviously, everything I say is a joke, and all of my friends are gay, including Prem. Uh, <laughs> Especially Can Prem. Confirm. <laughs> Fuck. Michael, uh, what was what was your favorite? Um, yeah, this is this is hard. I haven't really thought about. It. I I'm gonna go with polar bear because it's mm. halfway between. Um, like it's a, it's a bear, but then they like go in the water and swim, and that that seems fun. So I'm gonna go with that. And they'll rip Great. your face off in two seconds. Oh me, um, I so when the local zoo back home in Binghamton got penguins in at the zoo, it was right around the They're time dicks. when our um our like whatever grade I was in, we were reading Mister Popper's Penguins. Anybody ever read that book as a kid? Oh and yeah, so, oh, the Jim Carrey movie. So loved. Was, so was, I was just like 
oh, cool penguins. And I love the social hierarchy of penguins because it's hilarious because they do like mate for life and there are gay penguins. And I'll never forget. We went to the Montreal zoo and there's a famous pair of gay penguins who have been together for years. And they're just, like, I just thought it was fascinating. <laughs> it's adorable. Right. Tyler, yeah, Tyler. Uh... Okay. So mine isn't a very common animal like anymore. If you say Bengal tigers, I'm going to be Bengal pissed. tigers. I'm not saying a Bengal tiger. However, it is a form of a tiger. Um, it was the white tigers. I remember I went to um, a fair one time. I was like probably like five or six years old and uh, they had a white baby tiger there and I got to hold it and like feed it like out of a bottle and shit like that and just kind of chill with it for like an hour. And it was like super fucking cool. So like that's always been like that might have been one of Joe Exotics. It could have been. It could have been. This reminds me of your story of the snake of oh of like uh, my uh ball python monty yeah what uh whatever happened that. to that did she did she pass you had a snake uh no uh so just to give uh michael some backstory of how cool this fucking snake was uh snake used to give him blowjobs no dude all right so i would when i rescued the snake from a friend and they weren't like feeding it giving it water or anything so i was like hey i'll, I'll take this because i'll take care of it and uh me and that snake become best fucking friends, man. Uh, every time I'd play bass, she would <laughs> come out of her like little like cubby in the tank and start dancing. Whenever I'd pick her up out of the tank, she would dart towards my face and lick my nose. And like she would just like chill around my neck and watch TV with me and just like straight up hang out. Have we confirmed the snake wasn't Jafar? <laughs> <laughs> she also would not eat mice. She would just become best friends with the mice. Okay. We stand a vegan snake. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I ended up not having time or enough, well, like enough time it. to give it the attention and care that it needed. So I sold it to a friend and uh, he had the snake stolen from him. So I have no idea where her whereabouts. Someone was. stole a snake? Wait, time out. Just, what was the snake's Monty. name? Justice for Justice Monty. For we Monty. need to like put this out on the interwebs. We need to find Monty. We should get a campaign going to reunite Tyler with Monty. <laughs> Make t-shirts justice for Monty. We could, we, yeah, we could be nice to him once, I guess. Yeah. You should have named him John Cleese. <laughs> I feel like there's larger issues at, at hand, but sure. <laughs> so, Matthew, um, what was uh, your animal? I love to go see the elephants, man. Mm. I still oh, enjoy I seeing elephants uh, for... Karen's birthday uh, two years ago we went to the uh, Caring for Giants tour at Disney World and like got to go see their new baby elephant and all that very much ever since I was a kid I love seeing those giant animals be happy and safe so smart too they're so um, intelligent yes I loved watching because you bring up Disney I that was one of my favorite episodes of the Imagineering series mm -hmm. was when they talked about like forming Animal Kingdom and, and all like the actual like experts they had to get in because they were like if we're going to do this we're going to do it right and it's going to yep. be like an actual like an actual sanctuary yeah it's wonderful so a funny story about animal kingdom um kirsten and i stayed there once um on like a staycation and we're if you've never stayed there before in the middle of the um resort they have like the animals walk around their own little area of the hotel and you can go out on the deck and there's like a, um, a guide there and they'll tell you about the different animals. I remember like staring at these two giraffes. They're sitting, sitting giraffes under a tree. And I look, walk over to the guy. I'm like, is that normal? Do giraffes sit? He's like, no. 
They do not. That is not normal. <laughs> well, they probably can't get no, it's up. Be, no, because in the wild, they have the capacity to sit. But in the wild, they don't because they always have to be ready to move if a predator's around. But there's no threat to them at Disney World. So these motherfuckers just hang out under the shade all day. He's like, we actually have to Same. antagonize, <laughs> like get them, like motivate them to get up because they're just like, fuck this. <laughs> Throw a tiger in yeah. there. <laughs> that's me on my couch during this quarantine no motivation only sitting only sitting. no bag yeah. of candy will get michael off that couch no threat to my life can we point out that circuses are bad circuses fairs they're all bad for animals yeah but but zoo yeah. zoo some zoos good zoos like what there's a great one in cleveland san diego zoo of course um there's a few zoos that are good but i i mean i'm speaking out of my ass a little bit though i don't really know how they treat them i just know that they they look happy most of the time <laughs> zoos are there for conservation means like they have to have some sort of deal yeah. like with the state and they're usually state funded and like it, its mission is to either uh, nurse them back to health so they can reintroduce them to the wild or if they can no longer be reintroduced into the wild they make sure that they have a quality of life that cannot be matched anywhere else right. like people who are Joe fucking exotic Joe exotic has the nerve to like call his weird place a zoo does that look like any zoo you've ever been to well i wonder if there's and i don't know the weeds of this i wonder if there's like tax privileges it's like how the church of scientology is a church because they don't pay taxes that way i wonder if zoos operate in in, in any similar capacity mm -hmm. that's interesting fact check uh -huh. do zoos get tax breaks <clears throat> So um, with that, we will go into final thoughts and then we will talk with Tyler about what he's found on if zoos get tax breaks, because apparently that's important to us. Michael, do you have any final thoughts for us? Um, no, I well, yes. <laughs> I don't know why I said no. Um, I'm I'm interested to see once these series get off the ground, um, kind of like what they look like. I think. I think it might be slightly more interesting to watch like a fictionalized version um, only because in a, in a fictionalized version, there can be in inaccuracies and people I feel like will be less likely to believe everything is fact that might potentially be more dangerous, but um, I'm interested to see, to see that. And I, I, I hope they don't make more of the documentary. I fear mm -hmm. they may. Um, cause that's like making a murderer two, which was 10 episodes and kind of boring. So I hope they just kind of let it sit as, as it is. Cause I think, um, it'll, you know, age better that way as right. opposed to tr trying to th throw more at us. I found something and yeah. it, it's really weird. So the property and the zoo itself is, gets taxed. However, memberships to the zoos are considered tax deductible, but that's it. And they have to give out like X amount of free passes, like every season or operating year, uh, and send them to pretty much like charities to be considered tax deductible. So like, uh, they can get write-offs and money back and stuff like that. And you like literally can just call a zoo and be like, Hey, how many free passes do you have? And they'll tell you and give you like the value amount. And then they write it off for that amount and get a tax break. Does anyone have anything else to say? Primo, you're just standing there like a like a Harrier Marv. What's going on? Primo would like to say normalize pegging 2020. <laughs> normalize pegging. I don't know if I I think Matt certainly would, but sure. <laughs> Whatever you're into. Yeah, but it was but it was more fun to say you. Anyway. Well, yeah, it's funnier it was, to it was, think it about you doing it. I don't know 
Oh, I hate you. <laughs> He's a dad. All right, with that. <laughs> He's a dad. <laughs> that has been another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys. We, uh, we, I was going to say we love you all, but I don't know if that's true. Um, we love most of you. We love our listeners. We love all of our listeners, but not equally. They're our favorites. Well, right. Like, sus- like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast places. Do all the stuff that <laughs> Primo's wife tells you right now. And wash your hands. This episode is brought to you in support of local theater companies from Buffalo, New York. For more complaining, visit negativenancyspod.com and follow along on Instagram at negativenancyspod and Facebook at negativenancyspodcast. If you'd like to send us love letters, you can reach us at hatemail at negativenancyspod.com. Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.